Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go. This is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Hotpotty Dawson. Pow, pow, pow. I am Sam Nifty Delaney. So what? Welcome along, it's the Monday morning episode, you get it on a Sunday evening if you're IFS, so there you go. Um, we haven't done one of these for fucking ages, Sam, nah. we and did some live shows, Yeah. and then we had um, half-term week mm. off, so we've done lots of pre-recorded stuff, I've forgotten how to podcast, I don't know what to say, I don't know what to do, yeah. how does it work? I've uh, um, I've forgotten everything that we've done in the interim. Well, I remember I remember weird bits and bobs of the tour, but I mean, some of them yeah. feel like dream sequences. I can't yeah. I can't sort of distinguish between reality and fantasy. Um, well, just just thanks to everyone that came along because they were they were good shows. They were fun. actually they were a good Enjoyed laugh. Yeah, thanks. And then of course we had um, our works night out at Sparks. At the oh Royal yeah, Hall. that was a right laugh, wasn't Last, it? That, that feels like a long time ago. It what does, actually. Monday? That was Monday. We were recording this on Sunday. Less hell. than a week ago, but it does seem a long time ago, doesn't it? But we had a, lo- we had a lovely proper, night. It, it, it was your first proper introduction to Sparks. What, how did you feel? Uh, I, re- I was really looking forward to it, and it really delivered, and then some. Considering <sighs> I don't really know many, or I didn't know many of their songs, um, I enjoyed every single bit of the whole concert. It was a yeah. tremendous show. Um, yeah, it was just... I mean, apart from the music, it was just like... There's t- there's two things that I really like about gigs much more even as I get older. One is as if the, the people themselves who are performing just seem to be really enjoying it and doing it with yeah. passion. That's great. Um, yeah. So, you know, a band who aren't particularly kind of posing or posturing really goes down well as you get older when that stuff becomes very tiresome but also when the audience when you know you're amongst people who are having a borderline spiritual experience even if you yourself are not because you know i'm new to sparks i'm not you know but you can see they're a band that attract a kind of a a following that's quasi-religious and it may mean so (laughs) much to people that you can see you can sense in the audience like you know a, an experience that goes that sort of transcends simply listening to music and both of those things apart from the fact that i thought it was just you know the, the songs were great the show was great those two things elevated it mate they elevated it for me it's infectious isn't it that's that, infectious that kind yeah of crowd atmosphere thing but i mean like, yeah i decided a long time ago that i just wasn't interested in just just going to gigs I want. I want to go to shows. Mm. I want to see a show being put on. Mm. There's a difference. There's a difference yeah. between you know a, 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 a group of four fellas with guitars and bass guitar and drums and just singer just going out there and, and looking miserable and you know shambling their way through their performance. This is our new one. Mm. It's on your single. Uh, you won't have heard it yet, but it'll be like it. 
mm-hmm. um, and all that, as opposed to um, a 74 and 77-year-old man putting on the kind of show that we saw at Sparks. Yeah, they were just so de- sure. they were oh. so delighted. There was a real like just beautiful yeah. emotion and humanity to the night because these are two yeah. men in their seventies, and they were talking in the show about how you know when they'd been young and starting out in the nineteen seventies and they'd moved to London from California for a spell and they walked past the Albert Hall and were like, "God, that's mm. where big bands play," and so then they were like, care. "Well, yeah. now." This is where we're actually playing. And I assumed until you told me otherwise, oh, yeah, but they've probably played venues like this before. And it's like, no, this was a big night for them because it was the first yeah. time in their long, long career, age seven, in their 70s, that they'd arrived at the place they'd always thought they would. So just goes to show people, don't stop believing. It certainly yeah. made us think, didn't it? Because we think we're way it past did. it. And, uh, you know, there's hope even for the likes of us. One day we could play at um, the Albert Hall. Th- I, I think, we, yeah, I think that's got to be our ambition now. Yeah, it happen. should. Yeah, it should be. Um, dream dream big, guys. Dream big, guys. <laughs> it, these are this is the what these are part of the, this is part of the world class basics that you and I um, really truly believe in and live our lives by. Every day, Andy and I wake up, and the first thing we do is when we get up at four. No, actually, we've started getting up at three now. Um, we yeah. journal, uh, we both journal one, what we call ultra extreme, uh, legend goal, right? That's what yeah. we call it. That U E L G U L U L. That's what we've mm. named it. Uh, we actually patented that. So don't, don't use it in, unless you get in touch with I, us first. I, I got it. I got it a bit wrong at first. Cause the first one I did, you, you corrected me. The first one I did was I wanted to touch the moon with me knob yeah and yeah. you said no it's got to be something it's properly achievable Andy. I, I said it's got to be but then you said well what what if we they are doing like um passenger flights to space now aren't they and you, can and you were like a, a, what if knob, we got knob touch if i got like lunar, lunar knob touch yeah you flew right up close enough not quite landing yeah. on the moon yet but you were right up next to it and you just stuck your knob out the hole in the side of the spaceship and touched the, ship. the, no, the, the moon's be, crusty surface. It'll be the undercarriage the of the ship, wouldn't it? surface of your... Oh, sorry, I couldn't resist it'll that. Be, the, the undercarriage of the ship, there'd be like a flap that would open and I'd sort of lie across the flap with my knob out and just have it like kind of dangling. Like the flap they just, got at the bottom of the Millennium Falcon. They're always reaching out of that yes. flap at the bottom of the Millennium Falcon, yeah. aren't they? The best exactly bit, like the best bit yeah. is oh no, that's not the Millennium Falcon. No, there's one bit where they fly over Luke Skywalker. <laughs> I think he's just had a ruck in Empire Strikes Back with his dad, and he, I mean, his head's all over the place because he's been knocked down a giant hull. Right, <laughs> he's hanging off some sort of TV aerial in the middle of space, and the and the fucking biggest cunt in space has just told him that he's his dad so he he doesn't know whether he's coming or going and then the lads come along over the, over his head in a in the millennium vulcan and he going well fuck knows how they're gonna get me i mean look at me i'm hanging off this tv aerial fuck knows how they're gonna get me inside that ship if they open the door everyone knows if you open the door of an airplane at altitude what happens everything gets sucked out doesn't it everything gets and everyone and everyone yeah. So he's thinking they can fly over me as much as they want, but there's no way they're getting me on board. And then Han Solo's like, think again, cunt. Look at my secret flap. And up 
the flap opens <laughs> up, and I think, I think they just, uh, I think Chewy reaches down. But um, there's another bit. I went to see Return of the Jedi the other day, and I like the bit where at the end of their escape from Jabba's you, disco. Oh, you, 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 you went to see Return of the yes, Jedi. Yes, Where was this? 40th anniversary cinema screening. Oh, it's back on again. I took it. I took the kids to see it. We went to see it. It was brilliant, actually. Yeah, oh, that's nice. It was a few weeks ago now, yes. and uh, but oh. I like it, you know obviously it's a film of great bits. That's what makes it one of the best films ever because it's a film of great mm. bits. And every time you think, oh, that's my favourite bit, and then you remember there's another good bit. But what one of my favourite bits is they've had the fight, they've escaped, and they're just about to fuck off. They've they've literally blown up Jabba's disc floating disco, and they're like, right, let's fuck off. And then one of them goes, don't forget the droids. And you see the feet of fucking R2-D2 and C-3PO <laughs> just sticking out of the sand, right? <laughs> Which is yeah. very comedic. It's like something from Laurel and Hardy, right? Or like the Beano, just feet coming out of a dustbin. And these sort of huge magnet things come down. You can see the magnetise them in, don't they? Yeah, that are perfectly... Ma- they must have been... They must have been... But they're exactly the right size and shape and distant apart. For those, for the feet of two droids, two mismatched droids, which makes me a bit suspicious. But anyway, uh, mm. that I'm placing the knob flap on on uh, your not your space knob flap on, on those ideas that I've seen in Star Wars. But, yeah. Um, yeah, every yeah, day, yeah, and we text you, each other, don't we? Our our ultra extreme legend goals to each other every morning. Yeah. At three t- three ten a.m. Once we have ten minutes to think of them. Once we wake up. Well, we started it we text them. three years ago. And three years ago, one of mine was... I mean, I did feel a bit embarrassed because you'd just sent over, I want to touch the moon with my knob. And then I'd yeah. already sent you mine, which was simply, I'd love to play the frog and bucket in Manchester. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, oh, he's done me here because he's come up with something much yeah. better. But, but you know, you know, which of them's come true first? Yours has. Mine's come so- true. And if mine can come true then yours can come true. And everyone listening to this, mm. your mad ultra extreme legend goals can come true as well. But as I said earlier, please do not refer to them as you, as you uh, ultra extreme legend goals unless you've been in touch with us um, regarding monetary compensation because it is our IP. I can't stress that enough. And we're going to yeah. roll it out yeah. into a workshop, a book, a series of um, tutorials and uh, probably a TED talk. A TED talk as well, so don't if you don't don't go around using it until we've done that. Yeah, there'll also be merch. Right. Um, okay, I, I want to recommend a couple of telly and film things. Okay, do that. Is yeah. that allowed? Yeah. Um, Once upon a time in Northern Ireland, yeah. BBC. So an iPlayer, five hours, all about the troubles, Lovely. as they were called. Yeah. Um incredible stuff mm. really really like first hand testimony from people on all sides yeah of the whole thing um and it was just I, I i love watching stuff like this that sounds weird but i really enjoy watching modern history like this yeah i mean I, you What's forget that how far we is that on bbc iplayer bbc the british broadcasting corporation oh, yeah they're good they are aren't they yeah they go future i like the nature programs <laughs> Yeah. yeah, all that. It's like nature, but humans instead of animals. Oh, okay, yeah. You know what I mean? Mm. Irishman. <laughs> Irish And humans, Irish ladies, yeah. yeah. 
an Irish ladies. That's that's the thing. Of most of the documentaries I watched in the past have been quite man centric because mm. you've had the paramilitaries, you've had yeah, the you don't hear the women's forces. side of the story. You don't very often hear the women's side. There's a lot more of that. In well, this, Andy, have you ever noticed how it's called his story and not <laughs> her story? Hmm? That should tell you everything yeah. you need to know. Yeah. Yeah, so that's really good. Worth, well worth watching. Especially well, if you're a youngster and you don't know much about all of that because it's 25 years since the Good Friday Agreement and, mm. you know, we, apart from the occasional flare-up, it's been uh, fairly peaceful and you forget about how fucking insane it was. Yeah, which is non-stop. here on what but, they called the mainland. But De- but Derry Girls did, does a really good way of showing how the insanity had become a normalised part of everyday life for people in Northern Ireland. Because That's true. Those little yeah. moments that they that were like, you know, oh, we can't get to school because the fucking, there's a bomb on the bridge or something like that. Or like the, the, um, the, the soldiers yeah. getting on their school bus and all the rest of it and then being very kind of almost blasé about it. But then also, it's not that they belittle it. There are, often, there, there are some very emotional episodes where, they, you know, show real tragedies that happened in the response to that. Um, m- myself and my son, Len, are, have decided that we, and we've booked in the interim since I last saw you, we're going on a Irish road trip in the summer. Oh, so you tweet asking for suggestions of stop, stop yeah. places. What did you think when you saw that I'd made the decision to ask other people for advice on this matter? I thought I thought he might regret that. <laughs> you, I bet you thought yourself, has have I never fucking taught him anything? <laughs> no, I mean it's good. You're just no, it is good. On the whole, they'll all be they'll all be in good faith. Yeah, they but were. They won't all be realistic or achievable. No, they were really. They were really. They were good actually. But there was a huge amount of them, and I don't know if I'll be able to. Anyway, thanks thanks to anyone, and I might be asking again. I'll probably be asking in real time when we're there. But anyway, the, oh, the, what, what puts me in mind of that is that um, we decided to do it mainly because we've been watching a lot of Race Across the World, which is a really brilliant fucking show if you haven't seen it. And we just were really into the sort of like vibes that that gives you about going out and and going on a a trip that's like a little bit sort of more adventurous. Now, admittedly, we're not going to try and fucking go across Latin America, right, with 10 bob in our fucking pocket like they do on the show. Start small. We're going to go to Ireland. Uh, Because I, to my shame, have never been to my ancestors' home, home place, home county of County Down, um... And my grandfather was from Newry, and I've never been. So I'm going to go there. We're going to fly to Belfast. We're going to go there and to the Moor Mountains. And then we're just going to go all round. Going to go around the top of Northern Ireland, all down the West Coast, then back up to Dublin. It's going to be brilliant. But anyway, speaking of the troubles, I said to my son, I said, well, you know, first day or two will be in or around Belfast. So we've got to do some stuff in Belfast while we're there. And we're putting together a little itinerary as we go along, right? Collecting bits right. and pieces. And he said, right, what do you want to do in Belfast? And I said, well, one thing that I, th- I think you might like this actually, mate. Um, I've heard it's really good. It's a, it's a taxi um, tour of the Troubles. And he was like, oh yeah, what's, what's that again? 
And I went, well, you know, the troubles was when there was, you know, the the the, the fighting going trouble. on in Northern Ireland, all the yeah. trouble, you know, blah blah. blah. You know, he, he knew about. But there was more than once. They cut. There was plural the troubles. Yeah. There was lots that, of trouble. More than once. All sorts of trouble, and yeah. it was going this way. And I, anyway, I said, you know, that? he goes, oh yeah, they're all fighting each other. He said, yeah, and the city was divided, and da da da. And he goes, yeah. And I went. So what happens is you get in a taxi, and. The taxi driver just drives you around all the places where shit went down during those times. Yeah. He went, what? And I went, well, you know, they drive you around the city and show you the places where there was fighting, conflict. There's lots of murals. There's all sorts of things to see. He went, well, you want to go around the city and just look at places where there was big, awful acts of violence in a fucking taxi? And I went, yeah, that's right. That's what I want to do. I've heard it's blinding. And all he said to that was, but I thought you said we could go to Tato Castle. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's off now. (laughs) (laughs) No, I've replaced Tato Castle. We're not looking at the crisps being made anymore. Instead, we're going to look at where paramilitaries used to hang out, okay? That's much more interesting. (laughs) Fucking hell. Um, But yeah, uh, so I'll be doing a bit of that. And it'll be. Is, do you know if it's a, a fixed price or does the taxi meter run the whole time? I don't know. My brother did it and he said it was really good. And then I, when I was Googling, and a few of the people who, who suggested things on Twitter um, said get the taxi round. I'll be. Listen, whether he likes it or not, I'll be get. I'll leave him in the hotel if I have to. I'll be getting the taxi round the troubles. Don't worry about that. I'm still too raw from this documentary series to, to, to countenance going on a. Taxi ride round the trouble. Nah, apparently it's all <laughs> right. Hell. I mean, I don't know if the cabbie's tooled up or what, but I think it's all right. I mean, there'll I'll be no keep... trouble while you're in the taxi. I would imagine. No. You know, it's all stopped now. I'll keep my much, mouth so, shut. You know, you're not going to get no. Hmm. Uh, and um, and uh, yeah, report yeah. back on that. And then I'll also be going to apparently the Titanic Museum's dead good as well. All right. Anyway. Is that not a Game of Thrones thing as well? There must be a Game of Thrones Yeah, there is. That's, thing that, I think that's the more mountains where I'll be going, which is not far away from Newry right. and all of that, from um, my, ancestral, my ancestral seat. Don't you remember? Because one of the things that reminded me was, do you remember when I told you earlier in the year when I received an unsolicited book in the post and I became enraged yes. by it and uh, and went to get <laughs> and went to get the Terminator and then it turns yeah. out that there was no need for me to be enraged because the book was in fact written by my granddad and he'd written a short story when he was young when a, a young man set in his hometown of Newry and it's very it vividly describes what that town was like back in like the 1920s and uh, it was lovely but it took me a while to wake up because my uncle had got this story printed and bound and sent out to me without telling me or putting any note in it. So that's what fucked yeah. me off. But I told you what my dad said. I went, oh, did you get that book, Dad? The one that your dad wrote? <laughs> yes. That was lovely, wasn't it, that Uncle Paul got that printed and sent out? Hmm. It was like, it was a nice story, wasn't it? It was a nice story. And that's one of the reasons it painted such a vivid picture of all the places that he went to back in those days. I'll be taking this book with me and trying to revisit them all when I go to Newry today. And uh, I went, yeah, I mean, it was okay. But to be honest, there's no way it would have actually have been published by a real publisher in real life. It wasn't good enough for that. <laughs> what? Your dad's just fucking... You've just unearthed the story that your dad wrote. Your dad who's been dead for fucking 25 years. Yes. 
And it, all it, you've it, got to say nice, about but it... not commercially viable. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, you explain to me, Sam. What would the market <laughs> be for a book like this? There just wouldn't be one. It's vanity publishing. Plain and simple. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, what's the other Brilliant. thing on the TV that you were going to recommend? Well, you're going to see a Tato Castle as well. You're going there, are Oh, you? I'm going to Tato Castle. Or is there, is there, is well, the, the Tato Castle's like near Dublin, not Belfast, although I'm pretty sure when we discussed in the past Tato Castle, people told me, people told us that there was, because there's, there's two rival Tato outfits, I think. Yeah. I don't think, I'm pretty sure it's not what the troubles were about before anyone says that that's what I'm implying. Right, but there were two mm. rival Tato outfits north and south of the border. The one that I'm going to that I've researched is is south of the border. It's just north of Dublin, in fact. And um, not only do you get to go and see the crisp being made, which, as you know, Andy, is a lifelong ambition of mine, genuinely, just mm. as it is of yours. I've always wanted to go to a crisp factory. Not, not specifically Tato's, any crisp factory. Any yeah. crisp factory, but... Same here, yeah. You know, Tato's, I feel like this is going to be better than going to most crisp factories. So, but it's not just that. I mean, that would be enough in itself. There's, it's a fucking theme park as well. Fuck me. So you get, get to in. see, you get to a castle, named, you get to see a big Mr. Tato, Island's answer to Mickey Mouse. You get crispy, mate, and then you go on a fucking roller coaster, mate. It's, and that is how we're going to end we the whole for? trip. We're going for a week. And our final day of fun, before we fly home on the final, final day, so our penultimate day of fun is going to be Tato fucking Castle. I can't wait. How are you getting around Ireland? Are you going on like a, a, a no, bike? No, we're going to drive oh. it. Yeah, we're going to drive, drive it. it. I mean, hire, thing is, hire a car, I guess. We were going to, yeah, we're going to get hire, we're going to get hire car. I was going to drive all the way there, but it's um, it's prohibitively expensive to get the ferry. It's really cheap That's to get a, to get flights, so I'll fly there okay. and hire a car. Yeah, be a right laugh, mate. Do some video updates for the uh, for the yeah, listeners, particularly the sure. turbo ones. Yeah, the best ones, the best listeners. Mm. Oh, the other thing, yeah, the other thing I watched was um, a film Brian and Charles, oh, yeah. which is uh, a fellow called David O, who is one half of that other uh, five day a week podcast with two blokes. Just talk shit. I forgot what it's called now. Um, the other one's that, that Joe fella. The, uh, oh, Chatterbix. Oh, Chatterbix, yeah. Yeah. That's a good idea. You know, we did it first. But, <laughs> you know, <laughs> there's room for all of us. They've 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 already got more followers on Twitter than we have, but yeah, that's fine. Jalapeño. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you wouldn't be hearing this brief but annoying message if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St Clement's each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Jalapeño. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. 
So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Jalapeño. There was a thing in The Guardian. Oh, God, I don't know whether I should bring it out because it sort of enrages you. But it's like, oh, I don't on. want to unleash your rage, but there was a... Article in the Guardian. I'm not as rage as it used to be. Uh, on, on, I think I've deraged a bit. Yeah, yeah, you're a bit less the older. Angry. I get. But wait, wait, till you don't know what I'm going to tell you yet. Uh, <laughs> Go on then. There was an article about 20 years of of the podcast, and it was a history and a look that long. and a look back on like how the uh, how it's changed everything. And uh, the ger- <laughs> the journalist who wrote it, oh, that's it. Journalist who wrote it did say yes. Um, one of uh, the enduringly popular um, genres within the genre is the uh, the the, <laughs> the two um, um, uh, two amusing pals shooting the proverbial with each other for their listeners' yeah. entertainment. Ricky Gervais and Stephen Merchant started it with the original podcast, and uh, since then yeah. it's taken off. And then they le- they listed two or three examples of that genre two blokes talking shit didn't mention right. us well they wouldn't would they because we say cunt a lot what? that's what's held oh, us back okay yeah it's as simple as that we say cunt a lot there's there's who are the other two that are on five life now danny da, da, danny, danny robbins and john, is it welsh john? guy yeah Danny's the Welsh guy, though, isn't he? And the other one's the tall, bit posh one. Maybe. Oh, but you know, you know what I mean. Yeah, you know yeah, I, it's mean. good. They're, I've heard they're, it. They're, that's pony. actually, it's really good. I mean, I've only listened yeah, to it and, once, but I get, I, I get the vibe that they're like nice guys, and it's funny. Yeah. Well, we're nice guys. We're funny. Yeah, no, I'm just saying they're not cunts. They're the first. That's the thing. That was the point I was going to make. They've they've now transferred it. They get fucking two hours on Five Live mm. every Friday afternoon. When uh, Mio and Commode used to be on. Oh, right, yeah. And that's because I think they mainly don't say cunt a lot in their podcast. Mm. And I think yeah, that's what puts us you know, outside there's of There's one that. thing I've learned, you know, you what you've got to be, you've got to be yourself, right? You've got to be yourself in this life. I mean, you know, for how many years um, have you and I and so many of our colleagues and peers, you know, in this game, you have to compromise yourself all the time to fit in. yeah. You know, which is fine, by the way. It's like, fucking hell, there are worse ways to make a living. I never had any complaints about doing it. Oh, you're compromising my true self. None of these... Why won't the BBC or The Guardian allow me to say cunt all the time and just tell stories (laughs) about being bullied in a fish shop for buying a fish cake? Right. (laughs) Right. Or talk about the bits in Star Wars where Han Solo opens his flap and magnifies the fucking Star Wars robots. 
right? I'm not complaining <laughs> I can't about get on that. Five Live because they they won't Five Live won't let me talk by trying to touch the moon with my knob. Why won't Why? Five Live let me do a deep dive into Pinocchio? Is it because I didn't go to Oxford? Is that it? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's because. That is, you know... It's because that, you just said why. It's not their... Yeah, exactly. They, they don't have Pinocchio. It's not their fucking remit, right? They Why should they? <laughs> so I didn't mind having to compromise and... Like, as I always put it with my mates, like, my mates at West Ham used to say, if they heard me on... Especially if they heard me on BBC or something or, or read me in a, like, a fancy paper, they'd go, seen you going around pretending to be a human again. That was their way of describing it. Okay, yeah. Heard you the other day pretending to be a human yeah. being on the radio, yeah. right? And that, like, that was it. It's like, yeah, you know, I had to go around sp- pretending to be a civilian, a normal human, but that's fine. I was yeah. like, I, I felt privileged. I, I felt privileged for anything I've ever done of that nature, so I'm not complaining. But ultimately, if you're going to do a fucking podcast and there's no cunt telling you what to do, then you'd be fucking insane to tone yourself down, wouldn't you? It's hmm. so a one chance yeah, you get not I, to. Yeah. Yeah, and like we say, it's not for everyone. So It's not our fault we're fucking insane. Huh. So that, that that thing in the Guardian then, is Atletico Vincent there as well then? Don't think so. I don't know. I skimmed it. Fuck I skimmed hell. it. But yeah, I knew it would annoy you. I knew. I, I thought I've seen enough. Just the existence of this article will, uh, will enrage him. And now I've told you about oh, it. God. I was like... Why did I tell you about it? There was a chance we would have got through this weekend and maybe the rest of the life for you never knowing about this article. But why would you need... Why do you care whether they mention your output or not? You don't need that. I don't care. I don't care. (laughs) You don't need it. You don't need the validation of the Guardian. Been written by uh, Rachel Ar- Aresti. Yeah, well, Aresti. Remember, like she's, she's just a journalist, just like you and I have old. been, and they've, you know, and they've commissioned her to do a job, <laughs> and she's done it, and she get paid for it. That's fair enough. Mm. She can't mention everyone. Yeah. There's not enough space. They probably gave her a two thousand word word count. Yeah, it's very long. All right, three thousand. Oh, Tiger King. Tiger King's not a podcast. What the fuck? <laughs> oh. What? Josh Whittingham. <laughs> He's a podcast. He's a podcast for sure. Anyway, let's yeah, not get stuck in jail podcast. I mean, to be honest, I just don't... Maybe all these podcasts are all brilliant. Like I say, I, I heard the socially distanced, po- uh, socially distanced sports by once, and I thought, this sounds really good. You know what I like? I remember, I've only heard one episode, and they spent the first 20 minutes talking about one of them had got a ring thing installed. Like you know, a ring doorbell. Yeah, the ones where you can look at someone. And I've um, got one of them. Yeah, I've got one, but I haven't installed it yet. I've had it for. I bought it in the middle of the night once when I couldn't sleep. Good. And, uh, Very good. And it's just been lying. It's been in its box next to the front door for fucking ages. <laughs> and on the front of my house, there's a little plastic case where a doorbell once sat. And then it sort of yeah. fell out, and then all the wiring fell out, and now there's just like a sorry <laughs> husk of a doorbell. And the, if the postman or the Amazon knock. man comes, there's not even a door knocker, Andy. They have to do that really budget thing of putting their thumb against the letterbox and going, tap, 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 tap. Rat-a-tat-tat. Rat-a-tat, can you hear me? And then they have to go really old school and just knock, 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 with their fucking hand yeah. on the door. And I'm, um, you know, plus as well, if I... If I'm out 
the kids will often just, you know what kids are like, they're like, fuck that, I'm not answering the door. Can't be asked. Anyway, what if it's a murderer? So I thought I'll get it. Of course, it. yeah. I'll get it for them. There's a lot of reasons to get it. So I got it. But then when it turned out, I looked at it, I thought, how do you fucking... Oh, fucking hell, I've got to get the drill out. The drill's broke. Oh, there's a bit I, of drilling involved, I, I yeah. Bro- I broke yeah. the drill because I tried to... I tried to drill into something that was too resistant and the drill, the drill, I actually made my drill drill itself. <laughs> I drilled something so hard. You drilled into the, the, the drill. The drill. You reverse drilled. I reverse drilled and it came back at me like it was attacking me instead of the bit. Was it like, was it like the uh, Visage video for Fate the Great where Steve Strange had <laughs> drawn a snake onto his hand and it attacked him? Oh, yeah, it was like I was shitting myself. It kept like coming back at me. I said, hey, what are you fucking doing? You're supposed to be going into the wall, not into my boat race, you cunt. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and since then, it's just packed up on me. So I've got plans yeah. in the summer to be buying myself a, uh, as we talked about, a, a, Bit of drill. a wireless, <laughs> a cordless fucking Makita. Uh, the man's, right. that's a real man's drill. And it's time I graduate. But until then... The ring fucking... Did you drill yours in yourself? Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty easy. I've got good drill. you got a good drill? <laughs> I've got, got a black and decker. Have I got a black and decker? Is it cordless, yeah, no, mate? No, I've got Bosch. I've got a Bosch. Oh, Bosch no, I'm not cordless. better than black nah, and decker, isn't it? Yeah. We've nah. had drill chat before. Nah. I, I came After our drill chat last time, I came in I'm for up, so much I'm stick from Bosch. the listeners on social media oh you uh, see there you go it, it was yeah. it was it was deserved stick as well i mean it was you know yeah i had to fucking take it on the chin it was the time when someone came out the classic listening to sam talk about diy is like david is like having to listen to david cameron talk about football <laughs> <laughs> and i thought yeah that's fair that is fair um but the drill did drill at me that's a fact the, the ring, the ring doorbell. Or you've got to, first of all, you've got to subscribe if you want to like save your videos and stuff. I don't it's want to like save four them. Quid a month I or don't something. want the CIA lab. I don't want. I don't want them to be. I want it to be like Snapchat. I want them to instantly disappear. And the other thing is, whenever it it goes off, like whenever a delivery's coming, and the fellow rings the bell, by the time it gets to my phone, and by the time wherever I am, my phone connects to the doorbell. They fucked off. Seriously, it's not instantaneous. Well, it's, but it theoretically it is, but like if you're somewhere where the 4G's not great or 5G or whatever, it can take 30 seconds for it to like connect. And oh, then fuck the, it. But can't it, you, can you it, hear it in the house? Does it not go bing bong? Oh, you hear it in the house, yeah. It goes off on your phone, but you can also buy a thing that you plug into the wall, which is just like a doorbell. Right. Like an ordinary doorbell. Right. Yeah. It's, it's not all that. It, really yeah, overrated I, I is it I bought this house and I, I thought I thought let's upgrade let's let's yeah, do something special let's do it right and um, no but you're lucky your postman still knocks do knock 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 because they don't do that rat anymore rat a tat tat but do you hear you know they like, do the rat a tat tat when I was box. when I was a kid right what we had at my mum's house she still got it she had the classic letterbox halfway up the door horizontal not one of these fucking vertical cunts like pretentious people have, right? Mm. Like a vertical one, middle of the door. And then a knocker that hung around the parameter of the letterbox. And it was right. a simple pull up and down motion. Tap, yeah. tap, tap, tap. Decent enough noise. We didn't have yeah. a bell, right? 
I'm I, in the eighties, Andy. I think I'm right in saying that bells were quite rarefied. They were for the like higher I classes. Think, yeah, you're a little bit posh. They were well. the new estate. The new estate. Had, yeah, had I do think that because it's like it was an electrical gadget, wasn't it? It was like having a video mm. recorder or something. Plus, right? you had to have it wired into your fucking electricity. Yeah, electricity yeah. supply as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We didn't have and that. Now you can get wireless. Whereas ones. now I've gone backwards, and that's a shame because each generation you should aspire for each generation to be better off than the last and my mother yeah. had a rat-a-tat-tatter separate to her letterbox mm. and now me in the year 2023 i don't even have a rat-a-tat-tatter you have to literally press the letterbox tap 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 snap yeah and it's not it's not the same it could trap your finger the, the sound's not as good it could trap your finger as well but- but the postman, they don't do the, the knock, knock, knock anymore because it's like, you know, with the footballers doing the headers. Yeah. Oh, it's bad for like, them. throughout their careers. Yeah. Like, loads of postmen have been working for, like, 45 years. They've all got, like, withered hands from knocking, so they, they, they don't knock. They, they don't knock at all at under 12 level, postmen. Oh, wow, okay. But when they become pro, they tell them, like, not to do it. If they can help, but wear, wear, like, a leather glove. You know, in because, um, in Spain, they start them in these academies, these postman academies, when they're uh, yeah, uh, los post- three lo- los los pas- postinos, they're called, right? And that's like yeah. that just calls little post boy, right? And yeah. um, and they start them when they're three, and they do shadow posting. So there's actually no post or any door. You'll see them, and they're just going around, sort of like post- miming it. Yeah, they mime post, yeah. but for years. And yeah. they're not actually allowed to put their hands on a piece of mail until they're uh, 15. Yeah. And it's not until they're 18 that they're allowed to put a piece of mail through an actual physical door. Yeah. Uh, but they're the all the better for it, it because it, fo- it makes them focus more on technique rather than physical yeah. strength and fitness. That, that muscle memory builds up, doesn't it? Yeah. And then by the time they get actual mail, they're, uh, they're just a second nature to them. Yeah, yeah, and that's why they do it better. Yeah, I saw a documentary about that on Netflix. Yeah. I got a really good so posty around that- mine. He's, um, he's, I saw him yesterday. Oh, one thing is, I've been, I was thinking about posting yesterday because I saw this local posty and he's, he looks like a member of the, um, was it Saw Doctors or the Spin Doctors? Who are the lads who did Two Princes? Bat, 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 Spin Doctors. Spin Doctors. Yeah. Looks a bit like one of them. Big straggly beard, white dreads. Oh, remember another man we met once with white dreads? Jesus Christ. Oh, no, there's no yeah, evidence. Let's talk, let's talk about that. There, there's no evidence that Jesus Christ had white dreads, although I've always had my suspicions that he was the type. Do you know mm. what I mean? Yeah, like, you just imagine him, yeah. like, sitting around, getting people to come and listen to his far-fetched stories about all the magic he's done and the people he's met and how he cured the lepers. And it's like, I'd be sitting there thinking, look at this cunt in his fucking white dreads and his straggly beard with the beads in, with a weird, like, in um, like self-woven um, wristband in the Rastafarian colours. That's the sort of thing Jesus would have done. Mm. Anyway... This, we have got someone a bit like that, but I quite like him, local post. You always say hello to him, right, mate? Uh, but I, I know there's probably posties listening. And by the way, I'm not having a dig at postman. My brother was a postman for many years when I was a kid. And uh, I've got a lot of respect uh, for your people. But um, posties... Your belief sh- system. And your belief system and your culture. Posties always wear shorts come rain or shine and yeah. I respect them a great deal for that 
But I just wanted to know <clears throat> if any posties listening, talk me through it. Talk me through the thinking mm. of why the posties are always wearing shorts, even in the cold winter months. Just interesting I to me. Th- I don't think they do it so much up here, so that could be a temperature could be thing. thing. Yeah, maybe. cultural. Yeah, but um, yeah. So anyway, that 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 film, Brian and Charles, uh, stars David Earl, who's done stuff with Ricky Gervais in the past. Right, and he plays a fellow who just lives on his own. Yeah, in the uh, middle of nowhere in Wales, and he invents a robot. Oh, and it's funny. It's funny and it's moving, and it's helpfully it's under ninety minutes. Um, it's it's a good one to watch with the family, I think. Right, it could be one of them where you put it on with your kids, Bri- and then they go, "What the Brian fuck is this?" Brian and Charles. Brian and Charles. I think it's on Sky Sky Cinema at the minute. Okay. That sounds um, good. I'm, I am always... Um, it's very hard these days to get the whole family to agree on one film, so it's very rare we sort of watch a film anymore. We used to always do it every Friday night, but I'll add that to the list of potentials. Give it a whirl. Mm. Don't blame me if it goes tits up, though. No, I won't. I won't do that, mate. Um, um, all right, that's, that's pretty much <clears throat> business to, taken care I'm of for now. I'm off to Prague on... on uh, on Tuesday, which I'm very excited about. Oh, fuck. We don't have to talk about yeah. that in depth, but just to say, I'm going. I've got tickets to the game. Yeah. And it's all sorted, yeah. I'm, Brilliant. I'm buzzing off my nut, yeah. I wish you the very best of luck. Thanks, man. In, in the entire endeavour. Mm. There and back. But I'll be looking out and, for uh, the, apparently the Fiorentina Ultras are a little bit, um, a little bit... Oh, uh, pizza wheel? Yeah, I'm looking at... I'm, no, well, what I'm doing is, I'm going to, I was thinking, I'm going to wear some sort of like, padding you know like you get a stab vest i've been yeah. i've found one online that's for your ass like yeah. it, it's a it's an because they go ass vest yeah because they always there's the italians i don't know what it is but they always go for your ass with the pizza wheel don't they so i'm i'm wearing an art yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a, uh it's part of their culture it goes back to like yeah. ancient times and uh, yeah so I'll, I'll be wearing but I'm a bit embarrassed because it might look like I'm wearing a nappy so if you see me out in Prague <laughs> any hammers listening and you think there's Sandalini is he wearing an adult diaper no it's not yeah. it, I'm simply taking the precaution that I don't want to be pizza wheeled across the batty by an Italian ultra right yeah. so yeah. it's very Quite simple right. that'll be good it's um so as I say this Sunday evening we're recording this. I'm gonna go out for a stroll Ooh. after I've edited and put Hands this behind out. back it's a or evening. not. What? Hands behind back on this stroll? Probably at some point, like like Good. the king. At some point, yeah, I will be. But what I was gonna say was, um if any listeners see me mm. just this evening, yeah. Sunday fourth of June, and I'll say this is before nine forty five PM. Yeah. And if they come up to me and say, you are the hot body and I claim my one pound, yeah, I will give them one pound. Make sure you go out with a pound because I, I never have pounds around only, the house. Do you keep, only one pound do you keep any pounds around the house serve. anymore, Andy? I used to always keep pounds I around the house now that yeah, I hardly ever yeah. have them. Yeah, well, my son gets a school bus, so he needs pounds every day oh, for a school okay, bus. So we've got a big, okay. big consignment of pounds. Right, oh, good. Giving too much away there about, about having... Cash oh yeah, it. you're going to attract Burpers all the burglars now. Yeah, I'll see you coming in on my fucking ring doorbell. I won't be doing anything about it. But I'll be able to see it. Um, <laughs> uh, so yeah, that, do you remember they used to do that in the, the Daily Mirror in the summer? They used to be a fellow. He was, yeah. was called something like Chalky White, and he, he, he'd buy your Daily Mirror, and he'd be in a different seaside town every day, 
and it would yeah. say, if you come up to me, today I'm in Torquay. Yeah. And if you come up to me and say, you are Chalky White and I claim my five pounds, well, have you, I will give you five pounds. Have you ever pounds. read Brighton Rock by Graham Green? That's almost the fucking premise of the old book. There's some geezer going around doing that. There's an old book based on it. Yeah, it's what Brighton Rock's Fuck about, yeah. mate. As I remember, it it, I read Brighton fl- Rock flimsy a, a long time book. ago, but um, as I remember it, the plot is there's some geezer who's been set up by a tabloid to go round seaside towns with one of those things on yeah. the go, and it, but, it yeah. but it's quite a big, it's quite a big um, feat. So you don't know what what town he's going to be in, and uh, and then Richard at Dicky Attenborough. Um, Gets him, dumps a girl really cruelly. That's all I remember about the whole thing. Right. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's a bit yeah, in I'm that book, and you can see the clip of it in the film version, where in those days, whenever it was set, probably like the 40s or 50s or something, they go, um, right. you could go, you could go into a shop, Woolies probably, and you could press your own vinyl disc. So you went into a little booth, Andy, and you go and and you pay some money and there's a microphone and you record whatever you want into the microphone Mm -hmm. and they would press it there and then onto a wax disc, which you could take away and play on your gramophone. I think it was me. It would be an a cappella version of Zoom by Fat Larry's band. Yeah, oh, I'd love to hear you do that, mate. In fact, if you're thinking of any gift, a special gift for me for like my 50th in a couple of years or something... That's yeah. something I would love. Just a little do, note for you there. I do that, yeah. Um, but in it, he's with this girl and he doesn't... He's like a bit of a gangster. His name's Pinky and he's a bit of a cunt. And he's and he's, he's got this Doris who's hanging around him. He can't seem to shake her, but for some reason he's leading her on because he wants something out of her, like to do with his criminal activities. Don't get in touch if you're an expert on fucking Brighton Rock. Right, I read it in about 1990, so I can't fucking remember. But I do remember a bit where she goes, they're in the shop and she's going, oh, Pinky, will you go in and record a special disc for me? It would be so romantic. And he's like, no, I don't fucking want to. And she's going, oh, please, Pinky, please. It would be such a lovely thing. It would cement our love. And he goes, fucking hell, all right then. So he goes in and he pays the money and he closed the door of the booth and she's outside, like, looking all happy. And then he starts recording and he just goes, why don't you leave me the fuck alone, you horrible little cow? You are doing my fucking nutting and I fucking hate you. And then he starts recording and he gets this guest, there you go, you can listen to that when you get home on your record player card. He goes, oh, thank you so much. Oh God! It's a, yeah, it's a really horrible <laughs> scene that lived with me. Fuck <laughs> you know. So yeah, um, yeah. Between nine, now and nine forty-five tonight, um, I'll have a pound for any any listener that spots me strolling around. Whoa. Let's see what happens. Mm. <laughs> right, that's it. Uh, best of luck in your trip to Prague. Thank you, mate. And we'll reconvene. Obviously, this episode's going to be recorded to be put out during the week. Yeah. IFS purposes uh, we've got Magic Alex of the, the Beatles fame we've got more pigs and mm. of course we've got Melchester what a lineup! Whoa. and then back on Friday with um, your findings my findings from, uh, yeah from Europe. Prague what well, I'm bringing back my treasures <laughs> behind the Iron Curtain my treasures hopefully with an unslashed ss but we'll Let's wait and see so. yeah oh it could <laughs> be your first ever standing podcast 
I got a fucking right. I got to come all the way back on a six hour train from Prague to Munich to get home. So I hope that my ass isn't slashed because I, if it is, it I'll have be. to stand the old fucking way. You stand there with fucking blood running down the back of your leg. Horrible. That's all I need. Right. Thanks for listening, everybody. And goodbye. Goodbye. This is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc.,